Today is Wednesday the 19th July 2017. Thank you for stopping by. As I mentioned yesterday, I went on a mental health awareness course today, and for today's episode I thought I would share some of the key points. For most people, mental health is a continuum which changes lifelong. There are better periods and there are worse periods. People with a mental health diagnosis are also on a continuum. We should recognize that they have the capacity to feel good and to fulfill their true potential. Mental health is complex and is about much more than depression or anxiety, as important as they are. For most mental health problems, there are always symptoms beforehand if we look for them and if we know what we should be looking for. Behavioral signs usually show up first, then emotional, then physical, and some signs will fall into more than one category. There are lots of physical signs. I wanted to flag a couple, so unexplained pain and regular back problems. I thought this was interesting and quite possibly very relevant to the veterinary sector. As far as we can, we should treat everyone as an individual. We need to understand why each individual is behaving the way they are. What are the drivers or causes of their mental health challenges? We should not limit our focus to how we can help people to cope, but also how we can help them to have hope and to flourish. How can we help each individual to reach their full potential, whatever that might be? For some of the genetic lifelong mental health diagnoses, cure is not possible, but recovery from flare-ups absolutely is. This was a course about veterinary businesses and the speaker did share some commercial information. A survey published in 2016 suggested that in the veterinary sector mental health problems cost £1,000 per employee per year. Of the six and a half days of absence per individual per year, 43% are due to poor mental health and this has risen from 39% in the last report. Just because someone is physically present at work does not of course mean that he or she is mentally present or is working productively. The speaker also talked about suicide and about self-harm. One thing to flag is that the veterinary profession remains first in terms of incidence of suicide. Farmers are next, then construction workers, then dentists and doctors. The one thing all these groups share is ready access to a means of taking one's life. The speaker also referred to the circle of influence as described by Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People in 1989. The concept is that at the centre is your circle of control, so what you can control yourself. And this is surrounded by a circle of influence, the things that you cannot control but you can influence. And outside that is a circle of the things which are outside of your sphere of influence. And the idea is that when dealing with a challenge, one should start at the centre. Start by focusing on what you can control and anchor yourself there. Then look at what you can influence and recognise and accept what you cannot. A couple of extra points for me. So the first is that the speaker referred during the day to mental well-being where she seemed to be defining the mind as the brain and cognition. She also referred to emotional well-being. I'm not sure she was clear about how emotions relate to the mind. And she also referred to physical well-being. The one aspect that did not seem to get a mention was the spirit or consciousness and spiritual well-being. That is a shame. By working on our spiritual awareness and our consciousness, we build a strong foundation that supports our mental, emotional and physical well-being. Many people have, of course, debated for centuries or more about what consciousness is and where it resides in the body, and that is not a subject for now. Something else I wanted to mention relates to a point I made in one of the episodes from a couple of weeks back around personal development, learning to detach, and not being emotionally invested in everything. The speaker today seems to work under the assumption that people will be exposed, both at work and at home, to stressors, and the focus is on how they build their resilience and how they cope with those stressors, for me, the one level that was missing was busting this assumption that these events have to be stressors. So why do they have to be? 
I get that this is the reality for the majority of people, but I do believe that we all have the capacity to make some progress away from this paradigm, to one where we can be more detached and therefore less affected by stresses. The final point I wanted to make is as follows. This course today was for individuals working in management roles in veterinary practices. It seemed to me that a lot of the issues that were raised, both in terms of the drivers or causes of mental health challenges and the potential steps or solutions, that a lot of these points can be significantly influenced both positively and negatively by the workplace culture. One key element of this is knowing your people as well as you can and as well as they will allow you to. At the referral centre that we're setting up, we'll be doing everything we can to make sure that the culture is as mental health friendly as it can be from the outset. It's much harder to retrofit this onto an existing business. And I wonder how many people today at the course actually have the capacity to go back and do this at their practices. I hope you found this episode interesting and I will catch you again tomorrow. Bye bye.